Radio. The Journey with Dave and Dodsey, an initiative of the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong and Pulse 94.1. G'day everyone and thanks for tuning into The Journey. I'm Jude, the producer of the show, filling in for Dodsey and Dave this week and I'm joined by my fellow producer on The Journey, Daniel Hopper. How are you going, Daniel? Good, Jude. Mate, it's great to be here with you in front of the microphone instead of behind the computer editing the show with Rach. Every week, uh, Dave and Dodsey sit here and they tell me how hard it is to get in front of the microphone and talk, and I kind of secretly bag them out, <laughs> thinking it can't be that hard. But I'm telling you, man, as I sit here right now, I am so scared to be doing this. <laughs> Still, I do think they talk it up a bit, mate. How hard can it be? You turn on the mic, you press record, you talk, and you let Rachel our sound editor make you sound good. Yeah, well, I think Rach may have her work cut out for her this week, mate. <laughs> I think you might be right there. Anyway, what do we got coming up on the show this week, Dan? Well, we've got my personal favourite, Sister Hilda Scott. She'll be bringing us her wisdom from the Abbey. We'll also be hearing from Trish McCarthy with her milk and honey segment. Francine and Byron Parole are going to give us some more great tips for living vibrant marriages in their smart loving segment. And there's going to be all the great music that the journey's renowned for. We're also going to hear from two of our new contributors to the show. One, Sam Clear, who's got this segment now called Walking the Walk. And for those listeners who who didn't hear him a couple of weeks ago, Sam actually walked around the world in 2000. It's pretty full on, isn't it? And and he did that walk for Christian Unity. So he's got a weekly segment talking about those experiences. And we're also going to hear from Marilyn Rodriguez, who's got a segment called The Peaceful Parent, where she gives mums and dads great tips on on how to bring kids up in a a Christian home. It's really exciting having Marilyn contribute on the journey. I've been reading her um, column Mm. in the Catholic Weekly in Sydney for years now. So I'm so excited to have Marilyn board. Yeah, it's great that she said yes to joining us regularly on the journey. That's for sure. First up, though, we've got our weekly gospel reflection with third week of Lent, and that'll be followed by Matt Maher with Because of You. Faith, hope, love and life. You're on the journey. Here's this week's reflection on the gospel. In the Old Testament, God's relationship with Israel is described in terms of a divine marriage, but Israel of old had prostituted herself by worshipping false gods. The Samaritan woman of today's gospel is the image of faithless Israel. She has already had five companions. Moreover, she belongs to the Samaritan people, looked upon by Jesus as half-bred, with the blood of pagans flowing in their veins. But God wipes nobody off. Now, on a chance encounter, the woman comes face to face with a stranger who does not say what she expects. Jesus' approach was so gentle. He didn't force his way into her life. She would have closed up immediately. There's a world of difference between knocking on a door and battering it down. Jesus begins from a position of weakness, his own. He is thirsty. Would she give him a drink? At first, the woman believes she's fulfilling a need of Jesus. But he sees that her need is greater, her need of love. It's what she had been looking for all her life, but she had been looking in the wrong places. Christ always meets us where we are. And he says to us what he said to that lost woman, if you only knew the gift God wants to give you. The Journey with Dodsey and Dave. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. 
I've recently been reading the book of Ezekiel, as you do, and I read parts of that that I've never read before, or if I have read them, I certainly haven't been aware of what I read now. I noticed that the recurring line through several chapters was was this, and they will know that I am God. God goes off to say, and I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and they will know that I am God. I'll do this, this, and this, and this, and they will know that I am God. And finally, God is talking to the Israelites, and he says, and they will know that I am their God. That struck me. They will know that I am their God. I wonder how many times you and I take that on board. I passed a dilapidated church on my way here this morning. The words fit. And they will know that I am their God. And sometimes our families are in disarray. And they will know that I am their God and our particular community is beset with dissensions and bad feelings, bad vibes, bad direction. And God says, and they will know that I am their God. And if he is their God, if he is our God, then beautifully he's taken on all the characteristics, he's taken on all the identity of that particular group and that particular family. And he's not afraid to stand out in the middle of the street and say, hello, point to us and say, I am their God. Perhaps this week is the week to claim him too, as he has already claimed us. What a wonderful thing to wake up tomorrow morning and say, Ah, he's our God. We just heard from Sister Hilda Scott from Jamboree Abbey with a great message on our God. She's just fantastic, Daniel. Thank you, Regan. Awesome, Jude. She's in my top five favourite people in the entire world, Sister Uh Hilda. She's a great mate. And when she comes in and records her messages, I call her one take Hilda. She gets it always. One take. She's amazing, a wonderful woman of prayer. Yeah. Actually, on that, on the subject of prayer, yep. I got a YouTube video message the other week from my sister-in-law in America. Uh-huh. It was Pope Francis giving a message oh, to yes. did you. Yeah, I sent that through, yes, through you. Yes, I it? did. I had a look at that. I've got a bit of a story to tell you about that. I actually was at a meeting yesterday for a whole lot of us from different churches. Yeah. It's called Inner Church Commission of Religious Education in Schools. There's right. a whole bunch of us who, who go and teach scripture in state schools in New South Wales. Anyway, I was on devotions for the morning, and and I said, listen, guys, do you mind indulging me? I just want to play something for you. And I played this, just for for anyone who's listening who hasn't seen it yet, I played this message that was given by an Anglican bishop called Father Tony Palmer, and he was speaking at a Kenneth Copeland Pentecostal Minister's Conference in the States, you know. And, And he'd done a recording with a friend of his, who he likes to refer to as one of his spiritual fathers, yeah. a- along with Kenneth Copeland and, and some Anglican bishops as well. But he refers to this Father Bergoglio as one of his spiritual fathers that he met when he was doing a whole lot of work in South America. 
lo and behold, this Father Bergoglio... Is now and, Pope <laughs> Francis. Is exactly right. Yes. And a lot of people don't know that. And, and a lot of people that he was speaking to at Kenneth Copeland Ministries didn't know that no. in any case. Anyway, he caught up with this spiritual father at Christmas time after getting a phone right. call at home saying, hey, when are you next coming to Rome? Let's catch up. And they had a, had a wonderful morning together. And then Bishop... Tony said, listen, I'm going to this conference in a couple of weeks' time mm. over in America for Pentecostal ministers. Do you want to give him a message? And, and Pope Francis said, yeah, I'd love to. And, and Father Tony went to get a pen, and Pope Francis has gone, no, no, just put it on your phone. So he's <laughs> well, recorded, he got his iPhone out. That's, he got his iPhone out, yeah. and he's recorded this video message. Well, it's the most profound message I've seen, and when I first watched, I'm gonna be—I'm gonna be honest. I was really emotional, and I'm, I'm all for Christian unity, absolutely. But Pope Francis gave a message that's so full of hope and reaching out, and just yeah. expresses this yearning for unity amongst Christian communities. Yeah. And he asked them to pray for him, and and yeah. that's really worth watching. And then at the end of it, they all pray for him. Exactly. It's you know, and, and Kenneth Copeland gets up and said, "Our brother has asked us to pray for him." So they get up and pray for him, yeah. and then they, as a conference get their iPhone out and they give a message and they've asked Tony to take that but yeah, Pope Francis. It's really touching that. Oh mate, it? I showed it to all these guys at this this uh, Icarus meeting that we had for all the churches the other day. Yeah. Everyone was just so moved. You know, we're all about in schools proclaiming the kingdom and, and making sure that people know, you know, what, what the gospel is yeah. all about and we're unified in that. But this just took it to another level yesterday. And what a wonderful message for Christian unity, which oh. is something we're trying to do on the journey. Of course. Well. Yeah, that's the point of this whole so program. It's great to yeah. see the Pope finally getting on getting on board with us. Oh, I think you might have been on board with it before we were, mate, but that's yeah, okay. Maybe. Yeah. Well mate, I think we better put some music on before we get the sack. Faith, hope, love and life. You're on the journey. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. My sister has three beautiful children. Oscar is her eldest son, Malou her first daughter, and her second little girl, Luna, just like the moon. She shared with us a conversation she had with her kids recently. Malou inquisitively asked, I'm a son, aren't I, Mum? Mum replies with a gentle smile, No, you're a daughter. You're my daughter. Oscar boldly and proudly proclaims, I'm your son, aren't I, Mum? Yes, you're my son, Oscar. Then comes little Luna, quite certain. And I'm a moon, aren't I, Mum? This is just a light-hearted way to introduce to you the gifts of nature. When God created the universe, we were given some vital elements, which over time we forget to engage with their healing and life-giving nature. Each of these gifts have our Creator's life and spirit flowing through it, and is available to us to restore our balance, peace, joy, centeredness and divine harmony and rhythm. These natural gifts include the sun, water, earth, space and air. In contrary to many claims, the sun is not seeking to damage us. It is vitally important to mental, biological and spiritual well-being, lifting your mood, warming your skin, offering a sense of peace and gentleness as it slowly rises and falls, and providing a catalyst for vitamin D which helps the body absorb important minerals. In the early hours of the morning and late afternoon, expose yourself to the sun's rays and embrace its healing and life-giving properties. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. That was Trish McCarthy with her weekly Milk and Honey segment. Now, Jude, we're going to replay an interview you did with Sister Hilda Scott a while back. Yep. 
We've got a growing listener base and we did these initial interviews mm. just to give our listeners an introduction to who our weekly presenters are mm-hmm. and what they're trying to bring each week to their segment. Great. Well, let's get into it, Dan. Here's Sister Hilda Scott. Sister Hilda, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Dave. Lovely to be here. How did you get to where you are today at the Benedictine Abbey here in the beautiful region of Jamboree? As I said, for a long time I was involved with people and I discovered that people hurt. At some point in my life, I said to myself, I can do more. There is more. I like to think that a long time ago I dealt with people's pain from the outside in. Now I deal with it from the inside out. So I've come to Jamboree, where most people don't even know we exist, taking on this life of prayer and utterly believing that this life that I have now is doing for people what I could never do when I was out there. Have you always been a person of faith since as long as you can remember? Ah, Yes, I have. The reason for that is that a long time ago, even as a child, I discovered the beautiful personal companionship of God. Everybody should tell children about God. And having discovered that personal connection with God, I couldn't imagine life without him. He's been there. I've made more mistakes, I would have to say, than most people. So I know just how good God can be. Faith, I wouldn't be without God. With your regular role on the journey on Pulse 94.1, what can listeners expect? Tell us about your segment. I hope, Dave, that what they're going to find is a user-friendly God. I hope they're going to find the God who loves them. I hope they're going to find the God who walks with them every single day. I hope they're going to find the God whose concerns are their concerns. And I'm hoping that, yeah, user-friendly is the word. User-friendly all round. Tell us about the Abbey. We're sitting here looking outside. It's a slightly windy day, but what a beautiful, tranquil place. How did it all come to be? We've been actually in Australia since 1849. Uh, the monastery was at Rydalmere down the Parramatta River. Then we moved to Pennant Hills. Then we moved here to Jamboree. The reason that we came to Jamboree was simply that we were built out at Pennant Hills. We sold up everything came here. With this property, the 